of Angry Girl Music of Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course, the music. I hope everyone is having a great week. I'm scrambling to keep up with new music arriving, and it's such a great feeling uh, between the yellowed inbox and everything I'm seeing everybody just do on social media. It's exciting. Um, Maybe it's the combination of summer getting closer and the freshness of new sound Kind of, I feel like that's almost being a little too cheesy here, but it's like new growth, new opportunity. I don't know. It's it's April. It's that exciting energy for sure that's coming in right now. And um, yeah, but the album cycles are really starting to heat up and that's awesome and exciting. And this week's guest is definitely on the list of must-hear EPs of the summer. That's right. It's the Dooms. 
And I have to say, if you don't have liquor and high on your summer playlist, you're probably going to need to spice that up. You need to add it for sure. Um, this band is packed with energy that can feel as much like uh, a bright anthem as much as an emotional moment of connectivity. You know, it's got kind of these moments that can make you feel energetic, but it's punching a little harder than what you might initially feel or anticipate. Elodie joined from the Dooms this week to talk about how the Dooms met, working on their video for Liquor and High, their new EP, Everything is Horrible, and so much more. So with that, let's hear more of the Dooms and then get to know Elodie.
so welcome, Elodie, to Anger Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are things going for you? So good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Oh, I'm so glad to have you here. Um, Jamie sent over your music, The Dooms, and I have been like hooked ever since. So I really love everything that your band is doing. Thanks. We're loving, you know, the reaction from it and we're happy you like it. Thanks. Of course. Y'all have been dropping some singles for a while now and it's all kind of culminating to like an EP. So that's exciting for y'all, I'm sure. Yes. The EP drops on April 23rd and we're pumped. We're stoked. We recorded it. We finished recording it actually a year ago. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty crazy that it's almost fully dropped. It's nuts. I love that. Um, so kind of to kick things off, I want to ask a little bit about you and how you first became involved in music and began to play music. Cool. Well, I've always, you know, loved listening to music, getting emo, Avril Lavigne, you know, <laughs> no doubt all that stuff. And then when I was 16, I broke my butt. No joke. I broke my tailbone off my spine and was, just couldn't do anything for a few months. And so I picked up a guitar and just started doing music. Yeah. So pretty weird story, but yep. Breaking my butt got me into music. <laughs> that's so wild. I'm sorry to laugh at your pain, but that's just so wild. <laughs> No, it's a weird story. Yeah, it's it's, it's okay. <laughs> what made you decide guitar of all things to pick up during that time period? Because I could lie down and play it. Yeah. Ah, okay. I always had guitars and my brother played guitar and I was like, well, this will fill my time for sure. So started <laughs> off with a classic Taylor Swift song. Oh, which one? Mary song. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, that's awesome. So were you listening to a lot of Taylor Swift at that point? Yes. <laughs> Those were definitely Taylor Swift days. Um, yeah. Utah loves Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh. That's fantastic. Um, you know, of course, listening to Taylor Swift sounds like one of the artists that you were listening to as you were beginning to play music, but were there others that you felt like kind of motivated you as you were starting to learn to like write your own music too? Yeah, I've always been a huge fan of the Pretenders, um, Blondie, Patti Smith. I love Patti Smith. Just like, you know, just those badass rock chicks. I always wanted to be them. Just straight up. I was like, that is what I want to be. I don't know. They were just so unapologetic and just walked around and didn't give a fuck. And I cared way too much. I was like, I want to be like that. How do they look so cool? <laughs> I love that. And you're right. Just the way that they carried themselves as performers and stuff. That's such like an energy that you want to emulate for sure. And I feel like you do a bit of that actually, when I watched like your video for liquor and high, where it felt like there was just this badass rocker just going for it as a performer there within several clips of that video. Is that something that you kind of like aspire to as a performer? Thank you. Um, yeah, 100%. Like when I, the dooms is so special to me because I get to be this other person, you know, I get to, when I'm, when I'm singing, when we're performing, I kind of turn on this alter ego and, yeah, it's, it's great. Thank you. I appreciate that because that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I love that. Um, it's kind of interesting to hear you talk about having like an alter ego and stuff. What are some parts that you try to really bring out and kind of your like rock star persona that 
maybe you kind of want to have in other parts of your life. Like I know confidence is one of the first things that comes to mind for me. And I think of like, yeah, that's something I wish I could do, like turn on all the time, you know? For sure. And I grew up a super not confident person, super awkward. I'm still awkward. (laughs) Like, and yeah, like when we started performing, it took a while for me to get over that. I was very self-conscious on stage. I was I always had the microphone on the stand before the dooms. I always had a guitar in my hand. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't even used to like walking around. It took a while for me to get used to kind of becoming this front woman. Um, and yeah, I think quarantine has definitely helped me get there because all we want to do right now is perform live. So every chance we get to do a live stream, I kind of just don't care anymore. I'm not thinking about what other people are thinking about me. I'm just doing what I love to do. That makes sense. Cause it's like, I'm sure with all of us kind of being pent up being in quarantine and such is like, when you get to do that live stream stuff, it's like, okay, I finally get to let that side of me out. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And it's been, it's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's brought confidence into my life too, you know, that I didn't have before. So grateful for the band. <laughs> I love that. Well, speaking of that, tell me a little bit about how the dooms kind of started as a project and how you got involved. The Doom started as a project. Um, I was always, you know, doing the singer-songwriter scene and all my songs sounded so sad all the time. And um, one time I took mushrooms and I went on this bike ride and I was listening to a bunch of 80s rock and like Courtney Barnett. And I was just like, wait, like if, if I just tap into this energy and keep, you know, singing my songs, I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to be doing what I want to be doing. I think I'm going to be putting my energy out there in the way I've always wanted to. It just took like a little experimenting to get to my vision, I guess. Yeah. I love that. And it feels like you found the right people to support that in your band too. Totally. All the guys in the band are, they're all my best friends. They're amazing. Like Chris, the drummer, I've known him since I was 18. He's one of the uh, people I met when I moved to LA and yeah, ever like Liam is the sweetest guy ever and such an awesome bass player and Pete and Kyle are I don't know like they're they're so good at guitar and they're so nerdy and adorable when they like look at each other like well no let's do this oh wait no 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 let's do this and then they'll come up with this crazy riff kind of they're playing off each other it's really fun to watch they're all great I'm so lucky I love that and I get that total impression just off of like what I've seen so far from y'all in a sense of like, everybody looks like they're having a lot of fun and that y'all just goof off a lot. <laughs> We've had to dedicate like the first 20 minutes of practice to like talking and getting all the goofs out. And then we get down to business. Cause if we don't like get a little hangout in beforehand, it's all hell breaks loose. It's just turns into a joke. <laughs> That's good to though. Cause that means that y'all get to have fun together too. And it's like, yeah, you can do really cool creative stuff, but you know, the fact that you're friends and you're like, you got to catch up before you even get into the serious stuff is perfect. Exactly. It's, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I think, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I've seen that in some places you've described your, your band and your music as sometimes a bit of like a collective tantrum. (laughs) Is that all of y'all just kind of like unleashing a lot of feelings that you've got together? Or what does that mean to you? Totally. Like, I have a lot of anger inside me and yeah, I don't know. I, 
everybody needs an outlet. And yeah, I do feel like I'm having a tantrum sometimes when I'm writing songs and <laughs> we're playing, we're all jumping up and down, stomping our feet. Like it's, we're just getting it out. Yeah. I love that so much. And I feel like every song you find like another beautiful way to express that. Um, tell me about how you kind of shape the sound that y'all are kind of going for as a band, as the Dooms. Like, um, a lot of practice. Like we, we, I don't even know how many times we've played the songs that are on the EP. Like they started, you know, off as acoustic songs. Mm -hmm. Um, and it took months to get them to EP songs. And then we went into this, we did pre-production with Joe Ciccarelli, the guy that, um, produced our EP and they changed even more in pre-production and then boom they were just something crazy on the EP it was it, it's crazy like listening to those first demos it's like whoa what is that song wow it yeah the journey was real for these songs especially caught our single that dropped on Friday because I actually recorded that song previously because mm. um, yeah, like the dooms kind of started off as just being my project until I found the boys. And um, I recorded it and co-wrote it with my friend, Nick Schlick. He's the best. Shout out. And um, yeah, and you know, now it's just something totally different. It was something a, a little bit more bubbly before. And now it's just straight up fuck you. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. And I feel like a lot of that has to sometimes do with the shift from being more of the solo singer songwriter up to where you get this like loud band to kind of back you and kind of amplify everything that you're kind of feeling within the music. They give it that specific energy. Totally. Totally. Like, I feel like I was, it's not that I was like, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I was just like focused on singing the right note before and sounding pretty instead of just putting it out there and expressing myself. And so now that we're to that, that point, I feel like our music is just shifting and just, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's cool to watch. I love that. Um, how does it feel for you to kind of see your songs transformed in that way? It's awesome. Yeah. Like when we first started doing it, there was like a little pull in my heart, like, oh, wait, shit, should we change the song? Or, uh, but now we just kind of like trust fall into each other in the practice room and we just try different shit we're just pushing ourselves now like a lot um yeah we just want to be different we just want it to sound different yeah well definitely shows with everything that you put into everything is horrible um tell me about how that particular ep started to come together um so we got some pretty awesome co-writers in the room with us um we wrote never lost with john allison weiss a that was an incredible writing session. We smoked a little weed. We wrote a song called Never Lost. I don't know. And then we went right from the writing session into practice and it just turned into this crazy song. Um, we also um, co-wrote OK with Jenny Owens Youngs. And that was super cool because she is such a awesome songwriter. It's just, just, straight up pop structure and I love that I'm like a pop I love just a straight up pop song <laughs> and so her bringing that into our writing was super cool and yeah I love that you had these artists that kind of helped um kind of usher your songs even further and stuff because I loved Never Lost that was a fantastic song 
And to know that John Allison Weiss was one of the minds that helped you kind of evolve it is just exciting to me because I'm a big fan of theirs too. Oh, oh, they're awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it does have kind of like that pop hook to it too. The idea of kind of like escaping and such too. Yeah. And I'm also a huge fan of them. And I was definitely nervous in that session. <laughs> Wait, oh, this is, yeah, I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. Yep. It was, it was cool though. You know, they just started playing this little riff that they had come up with beforehand and mm-hmm. it just happened. It's great. That's amazing. Um, knowing that you worked with them as well as Jenny Young's for you, what was like, the biggest lesson that maybe you learned in those times writing together that you might want to carry into your music writing going forward? Um, with Jenny, we had this awesome conversation beforehand where we just got to know each other and she asked about my story. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't it, it was just cool. And it just kind of opened me up into being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we wrote that song. That was a super special session to me just because it, it, we she goes about writing in such a different way like I don't know she just wanted to know me and I wanted to know her and then we wrote this awesome song and it was I would definitely I'm definitely going to do that in sessions moving forward because I think it was super important because you know when it came time to the songwriting we weren't really nervous in front of one another you know about being emotional we had just kind of puked all of our emotions all over each other so it was like let's write a song (laughs) I love that. That openness and that vulnerability just kind of helps you just continue to open up then when you go to not just write things like the lyrics, but the actual composition too. You know exactly what feeling you're going for at that point whenever you start to structure the songs, even for the guys, I'm sure too. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And that was another writing session where we wrote the song and went directly to practice after and worked it out with the boys. And it was awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. I love that for you. Um, (laughs) Oh, I love everything that you're kind of putting into each of these songs. And I want to talk about a few of them and maybe some detail. Like I really loved um, Liquor and High just for the energy that it projects. And, you know, there's always different ways you can interpret songs. But one of the things that stuck out to me was this almost idea of like, as a person, sometimes feeling like a drug, the whole, like, don't mix me with your feelings. Like, like your liquor and high and stuff. That was something that was just punching to me. Tell me about that song for you. Well, this song I actually wrote on the keyboard. Wow. Okay. I mean, I was just so emo that day. I was just going through shit and I just had, I I felt like I had no time to give to anybody. I was working two jobs. I was waitressing and I teach kids and I was seven days a week all day. And there's people in my life that wanted time for me. And I was just like, no, like I can't do it. And I felt really bad about it in the mm-hmm. moment while writing the song. And I felt like, man, like I am such a piece of shit. Like I don't have time for these super important people uh, in my life. And then when I brought it to the live room, I was like, wait, no, fuck feeling that way. Like I'm doing it right now. I'm grinding. I'm trying to get to where I want to be. Everybody should give me my time mm-hmm. because you know, I still love them. I just need to be able to do my thing right now. And so that's kind of like, I don't know how I kind of went from like sad girl to yeah. Fuck you vibes. All about the fuck you vibes. Yeah. I love that. Cause at that point it's like, you're trying to kind of take control of your situation and where you are in the way that you kind of 
you have to do when you're in that point in your life, you're like, okay, well, if I want to move forward, I'm going to have to push some things aside and stay focused. And um, it's fantastic the way that you kind of just amplify that energy. Cause I think a lot of folks like yours truly uh, really need that reminder that sometimes it's like, it's okay to kind of put others feelings to the side for a few minutes. So that way you can recenter on yours and what you're going through. Totally. Like I have always been a people pleaser. I have always put other people first. So when I started putting myself first, my project first and my rent first, you know, like <laughs> all the things I felt bad, but you know, I just had to start owning it and being okay with putting myself first. And you know, now life's going up. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> What an awesome end result for that song, for sure. <laughs> it was fun, for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's talk maybe also about Caught, because that song is just interesting to me. It does feel like you kind of have that, like, tugging and pulling of complicated feelings, possibly a complicated relationship, and the idea of just kind of feeling like you're stuck in some aspect. There's some parts of that throughout that song, and I'm kind of curious about how that one came together for you. This is another keyboard song. And (laughs) I had just gotten this like $30 keyboard from Walmart. And I somehow I tried to like hang it up on the wall using invisible shelf things. And I kept playing it and the keyboard kept falling into my lap. I cannot build anything. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So then uh, anyway, um, yeah. So I started writing that song and I was just frustrated at that moment, because I had been giving so much of myself to these people that just didn't give a fuck, but I just didn't get it yet. You know, I'm just, I'm all in, in friendships and relationships. If, you know, somebody's showing me a piece of themselves, I, I take that very seriously. And I'm like, like, you know, I don't know, I'm loyal. And then I just kept getting fucked over and fucked over. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Mm -hmm. But it's, I don't know. It's just a lesson I had to learn. Um, I wrote it when I was younger and I feel way better now, but it, I laugh thinking of, cause I could, I could put myself right back into that room right now, writing that song. And um, I don't know. It's, it's funny how you can change over a few years, but caught definitely is a song that it, it really formed the dooms. It got us in touch with our management. It got us, you know, all together. We just had a feeling about this song. And then, you know, we recorded it for the first time and it's just had like six different lives ever since that keyboard from Walmart. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I love that that's one of those songs too, where you can see not just like your personal growth, but your band's growth over time through it. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, me too. Like listening to the first version of it, it's like, who were we? <laughs> it was awesome. But I, I love the recording. But yeah, now it's just like balls to the walls, you know, just foot down on that pedal, just flooring it. So I love the new version. Oh, I love that for you. Um, so another one I wanted to talk about too was okay, because it felt like such a solidarity solidarity anthem where it just it's partially a mantra but also the idea of just like moving forward alongside someone alongside anybody really trying to just get through whatever the past was and stuff and one of the things that actually stuck out to me was like the guitar and drums to me just gave me that feeling of momentum 
trying to move forward, you know, the push of those first few steps. And I thought that was gorgeous that you captured that. Yeah. The boys, they know what they're doing. They really know. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, that song again, that's like our emotional song on the EP. Right. And that that's the Jenny song and pretty much, um, before the writing session I had with Jenny, I had this conversation with a close friend of mine and they were just feeling so down in the dumps and just going through shit. And, you know, I just wanted to like look at her and say like, snap out of it. Like, you're awesome. Like, you're so badass. Like, oh, you know, but I felt the same. I mean, I felt like shit so many times. And, you know, you, I wish I had somebody telling me that. Um, and I didn't really know what to tell her in that moment. I just wanted to be there for her. And so then I went into the song writing session and kind of like wrote a song for her. Um, yeah, it, it sucks watching your friends go through stuff, but just letting them know, you know, you'll be okay. People suck. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. We all need that friend. That's for sure. And I'm glad you were able to through your song too. Were you able to share it with her since you recorded it and wrote it? Oh yeah. I, I literally like voice memoed it to her right after the session. <laughs> Listen, bitch, get up. I just wrote you a song. Here you go. Aw, <laughs> uh, what'd she think? Loved it. Yeah. It was, it was cool. Oh, was- that's fantastic. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about a few of my favorite songs that are on the EP, but I want to hear from you. Which one, do you have like a favorite on um on Everything is Horrible? <sighs> yes. Um hmm. They're all my favorite in their own <laughs> little way. Yeah. Our, we have one more song coming out on April 23rd, along with the EP called Drexel. Mm-hmm. And I love that song. I don't know. It's just like, there's some tude going on. It's a little sassy and it just has this smashing chorus. That song changed so much in pre-production too. Like that song's life has just been so cool to me. And I was walking to work one day and, I like look up and I saw this street sign for Drexel. I was like, that is such a cool name. And then I just started like on the spot. I just started writing this little verse for Drexel. And then, yeah, I don't know. It's a cool song to me for sure. And I can't wait for people to hear it. I think that one's a sleeper. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That one's kind of got some, some heavy hitting to it, honestly, throughout it. And I was just like, whoo, this is where they're really letting it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, it's so fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. So tell me what's something you really want your listeners to get out of everything is horrible when they listen to it. I just want people to be able to get out of life when they're listening to it, you know, just like crank up the volume and just dance around and have fun. Yeah. Blast it in your car, sing along. I don't know. Just escape life. Definitely. I know that I've needed, um, okay a lot lately so if anything I'm so glad to have found that song within this EP and knowing that you know there's something that I can kind of tap into for each of these songs for sure that makes me really happy awesome thank you (laughs) of course um so one of the things that you mentioned to me before we started recording was that you're actually doing a podcast for this EP where you're doing some really cool stuff can you talk about that Yes. So the EP is called Everything is Horrible and the podcast is called Podcasting is Horrible. (laughs) (laughs) 
And um, episode zero comes out on Tuesday, the 23rd of March. Um, and then, yeah, we'll be doing an episode week by week. Just each episode will be based uh, around a different song on the EP. And we'll have special guests on the episode, our co-writers and all this fun stuff. And it's just the boys and I having a good time. So it's, it's a little out of control, but it's fun. <laughs> I love that. Cause I feel like that's going to give everybody a little bit of the story behind everything. And then also let's y'all just have some fun. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think a few guys in my band could easily have comedy careers. So it, 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 it's going to be a fun side for everyone to see for sure. Absolutely. What made y'all decide you wanted to do a podcast alongside the EP? Um, you know, being in quarantine, not being able to reach fans because we're not, you know, playing live shows. We love playing live shows. We love that personal interaction. We just thought mm, maybe a podcast will do the trick. You know, maybe we'll be able to get in touch with a lot more people. I love that. It definitely helps when it comes to connecting with people and even just getting something out there to others that you previously didn't think would reach or something, an idea or you're boosting something you're working on. It's fantastic. The world of podcasting. I'm glad you chose that medium. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know, we all listen to podcasts all the time. I'm a huge podcast head. So yeah, it, it's been fun. <laughs> It's been interesting. But, hey, it's, it's, it's a good time. Oh my gosh. I love that for you. Um, so what are some things you're really hoping to accomplish as the dooms maybe over the next year or so? We're actually starting to record our second EP in a few weeks. Oh, awesome. Um, so we'll be getting that out there probably sometime this year. Uh, we'll mm -hmm. see. Um, we've just been writing so much. So definitely we're, we want to write more. And as soon as live shows start again, I mean, yeah, we just want to fucking play live shows. We miss it so much. They're so much fun and yeah, just new music and lots of shows. Oh, I love to hear that. And it feels like all that stuff is just beyond the horizon kind of feeling. So totally, totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, once everyone gets vaccinated, right? I mean, who knows? Who really, who really knows what the fuck's going to happen? But <laughs> hopefully good things. Outdoor <laughs> shows 20 feet apart. Who cares? We'll play them. Like, we'll do whatever as long as it's safe. Right. Exactly. For sure. And you're in LA. So that's a really great scene to be playing in, too, once things start to open up. Totally. Yeah. And, but it's just crazy, you know, venues, there's venues that are no longer around. Um, so it's, you know, where are we going to play? What, you know, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a weird thing. Um, but I really do think that once live shows start, that venues will be full, you know, once it's safe venue, I mean, everyone, I feel like we're about to hit some like roaring twenties kind of thing. You know, everyone's ready to go out and have a good time. Oh, 100%. If anything, I'm hoping that we start to see more spaces start to become venues because they'll see like the excitement around like more shows or the kind of crowds that come out to the shows and stuff. Like I'm, I'm just stoked for like the like coffee shops or like cafes that turn back into venues and like all that kind of stuff too. I hope that that helps them even like recoup from everything that happened with the pandemic, the loss of sales and stuff. It's like, okay, I'm ready to throw my money at y'all. Let's do this. <laughs> 
And I feel like we're going to see a lot less, you know, phones at the shows. People will just be ready to, you know, have their own tantrum on the dance floor. So <laughs> I just want to see people jumping around, making out, whatever. <laughs> your phone down. Have fun. Oh my gosh. Is that the vibe you go for at a Doom show? Yes. <laughs> I want to see everybody making out. <laughs> if you're not making out and dancing, you're not. No get to it let's go <laughs> we'll be all about the love whenever it's back to uh, slightly is- more normal times <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh uh, so tell me if you could play a show with any three bands they could be or artists they could be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead who would it be number one courtney barnett Yes. I love Courtney Barnett so much. Her album, Tell Me How You Really Feel is, it's, I I don't know how many times I listened to it. It's so fucking good. She was actually the last show I saw before quarantine. Oh, wow. Um, That's a good one to go out on. I know. I saw her do like a solo, like acoustic show. It was, it was mind melting. It was great. Um, Yeah. I mean, we'd love to do a show with Paramore. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. And The Pretenders. 100%. 100%. I love your list. This is fantastic. <laughs> oh my gosh. I do hope that at some point you get to play a show with like Courtney Barnett or like Paramore. Seriously, that would be sick. Yeah. And the Predators recently, I mean, they've released an album within the this... past year. So who knows? Ooh, that's true. That's entire possibility too. Well, I'm going to send all the vibes in the universe that some of these awesome opportunities come your way. That's for sure. Chrissy, I read your book. I yes. did it. Come on. Let's make it happen. (laughs) My pocket. Let's go. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Elodie, this has been so much fun. And thank you so much for coming on the pod. Tell me, where can everybody keep up with the dooms on the internet and find all your music? Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube uh, music, all the things. Um, We also have an Instagram and it's at the dooms underscore dooms is spelled D U M E S. I think that's that's it. Yeah. That's That's awesome. Definitely DM us. We love a DM. Yeah. Everybody, please be sure to check out the Dooms, slide into their DMs, perhaps, but keep it rated PG, perhaps. Um, (laughs) Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) This is awesome. If you need a paper bag to breathe into every me lungs, I could be one Walking around with your shiny armor dragging you down Somehow when you're bad, who's dancing? Can you try to find your hand in mine? And you'll be okay, let me find a match in the
you just heard the dooms thank you so much to ld for hanging out and letting us really get to know the band you can stream their new ep everything is horrible on all your favorite streaming apps and give them a follow on all the socials too that's it for this week but you can always keep up with the angry girl music of the indie rock persuasion online find episodes links articles and more at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com get in touch with me through email at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com or on twitter and instagram at at angrygirlmusic if you're interested in being a guest on the pod uh, reach out and let's chat about what you're working on Pledge your support for Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion on Patreon at patreon.com slash angrygirlmusic. Special thanks to our monthly patrons Molly O'Malley, Kendra Mamula, Carly Commando, John Kitsy Kitzmiller, Henderson Cole, and Erica Fries. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay angry and get ready for summer. <laughs>